4: Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Phillips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.
2: This is Pro Football Blitz with former Super Contest winners Brady Cannon and James Salinas on vSAN, the sports betting network.
0: Welcome back to the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you the final hour of the program. I am live here in Las Vegas, Nevada at the fabulous Circa Resort and Casino. James joins us via Denver, Colorado. They're just getting ready to kick off the second half. Sunday night football finishing up the week 2 Sunday card in the NFL. The Kansas City Chiefs leading 21 to 17 and they are a half-point favorite. For the second half, they currently lead by four. Again, basically a pick 'em for the second half, which makes sense because four was the closing number before this game kicked off, and the total at 27 and a half for the second half, and that would equate to a total point scored of 65, which is what your live line is right now for the entire game, 65 and a half. So well over. The total where it closed here before kickoff at 53-and-a-half. Now 65-and-a-half for the total in-game and 27-and-a-half for the second half total. And they have now just kicked it off, and that is underway. And Kansas City will start on offense as Baltimore kicks off to Kansas City. Again, holding on to a 21-to-17 lead. James, you and I were talking about our best bets in the last segment before we went to uh, went to break, and I wonder if there's anything we can learn from that heading into week three. And I found this very interesting stat, and both you and I like to handicap situationally. You talked about the New Orleans Saints and having to go to Fort Worth, Texas, and really having their routine interrupted, not being able to have meetings in person with those coaches. I think this trend uh, caters to a situational look here. And this is since 2006. Teams that failed to make the postseason the year before and open the current season with back to back road games are 12 and 13 straight up and 6 18 and 1 against the spread in their home opener and week three. And those 25 games, by the way, have gone 15 and 9 and 1 to the over the total. And this applies to the Dallas Cowboys, the Denver Broncos, the Minnesota Vikings, and the San Francisco 49ers this week. So the the over-the-total and the inability to cover the spread in your home opener after you've been on the road for a couple of weeks in a row, from a situational standpoint, I think it makes a little sense. And again, with these trends, I always profess, you want to ask yourself, why is this consistently happening? Because if there's no rhyme or reason, then you can throw it out the door. I think there is maybe some here with this one because there's all that wear and tear from the travel for being on the road for two weeks in a row, especially every every other team here, Dallas, Denver, and Minnesota, who went back and forth. San Francisco, we know they stayed back east, so maybe not quite as much jet lag, if you will, but it's all that, you know, difference of routine, and then you come home and there's the emotion of having that home opener and performing well and the expectations in front of your fans, so maybe this trend has a little something to it. It could be. And I think, yeah, the wear and tear for sure, especially depending on how
3: far you had to travel. Now, you mentioned San Francisco. They did stay out on the East Coast from their first game on the road at Detroit and then being there in Philadelphia. So not as much travel for the 49ers. And they've done that. That's kind of what they've been doing under Shanahan. And as far as the travel is concerned, I think even Harbaugh was there and they were doing that were the San Francisco 49ers. So uh, then think about Dallas, and I, th- I think that's, we can think about the trends with that, and just think about, well, to the level of how how physical were the games that they played, too. And anytime you're going on the road, especially home openers, you know, everybody's excited. Teams are excited to get the, the, the season sto- going. Everybody, all, all teams are optimistic about their chances going into the season and, and excited for week one, and then you get the... the the benefit of playing at home in front of your home crowd, which we have this year, fans back in the stands for twenty twenty one. And that can that can kind of take an emotional toll, I think, too. Not only the travel, but just the 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 energy that's expended when you're talking about the adrenaline and the intensity that comes along with it. And now back to back games and now you're finally coming home. Maybe it's kinda of, Happy to be home and re- little weary legs legs to be sure, and maybe for the Cowboys that might be, because I think two really high-level games back-to-back for the Cowboys at Tampa Bay, tough loss that they took, and really great win by the Cowboys in Los Angeles today, beating the Chargers on a last-second field goal. That might be a tough spot for Dallas coming back, just thinking about the the high level of emotion that they played with and the physicality of those games. However, I don't know if I can apply that to the New York Jets and the Denver Broncos here, Brady, for that <laughs> trend. Because I think about the Broncos and and how they match up, and then you just you saw what you happen with the Jets. Now, where's that number going to be? That's going to be. A, you talked about the look ahead being somewhere around six, six and a half. Uh, I, th- I think that's going to continue to climb here potentially. But. Just thinking about the Jets and how poor performance from the rookie quarterback to be expected with Jack, Zach Wilson going against Bill Belichick, but also Denver coming back home. And if there is one advantage to coming back home, fans in the stands is one thing down the street for me here at Mile High Stadium, but also the altitude playing at Mile High. And that is definitely a huge advantage for the Denver Broncos. And I think the Denver Broncos feel very good about how they play it at the quarterback position. I don't know if I want to take that trend with the Broncos. I don't think this is a spot where I want to bet against them. We'll see what the line looks like as it comes out here soon enough, Brady. But maybe that one I'll scratch off as far as the trend goes for the Denver Broncos in that
0: situation. Well, you can't scratch off the Kansas City Chiefs just yet. They are back in the end zone once again and now leading this ballgame by 10 points, 27-17. to Patrick Mahomes just threw a little flip pass over the middle there. I believe it was Pringle on the receiving end, and he busted out to the outside down the sidelines. and kind of poor defensive uh work by the Baltimore Ravens there it looked like you know he was just going to get the first down yardage but he just kept going right around the corner and he is back in the end zone the extra point there is good for the Kansas City Chiefs and now that lead is up to 11 points for Kansas City they moved to eight and a half point favorites in the in-game wagering and your in-game total now the highest we've seen at 69 and a half for your in-game total on Sunday Night Football. Uh, The only thing about the Broncos and the Jets coming up next week, James, is I I think you could possibly see that line get a little bit too inflated because of what we saw out of the Jets today. I mean, if you just look at the scoreboard, I believe it was 25-6 to in favor of New England, and it looks like an absolute dominant performance by the New England Patriots. They were held to four field goals by that defense, and obviously Zach Wilson turns the ball over four times via interception. So maybe it wasn't quite as bad as it looks as far as the scoreboard if you eliminate those turnovers. And I didn't think Denver was incredibly impressive in their win over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Probably looked better in my mind, I think, over the New York Giants in Week 1. But just if you look at, you know, on paper... And superficial impression, yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe Denver comes out as a 10-point. They could be a double-digit favorite in this game, and maybe that's getting a little bit aggressive. You talked about the Dallas Cowboys in high-profile marquee games. Of course, they play the opener against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Physical games, a marquee spotlight game in Los Angeles today against the Chargers. Well, it's not going to change. They play the Monday night game against Philadelphia. So they they are going to be under the spotlight once again. Will the Dallas Cowboys? We'll see what that spread comes out as over the offseason, Dallas was favored by six and a half. We'll see if that changes at all for the Monday nighter. Let's talk about the Rams and the Colts. This is a game we have not talked about yet, James, and this was a pretty darn good game it 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 really did not go well early for the Balt- or for the Indianapolis Colts as they got down to the goal line what seemed like two or three times i know it is at least twice where they had goal-to-go situations. One time, Carson Wentz turned it over, did the little shovel pass through the middle like that. Uh, That is not a play I I really like. It just never seems to work. This one resulted in an interception right there on about the two-yard line. Uh, The other time before that to open the game, the Rams stuffed them on a fourth-and-goal from about the two or so. So... The the offense uh, in the red zone for the Indianapolis Colts w- was really bad, and, and that ultimately probably was the difference in this game. They ended up covering the number, but just barely, 3.5 was the closing spread, and the Rams win this one 27-24. Inspired effort. We knew you'd see
3: a competitive effort coming out of the Colts. You don't want to, this is the team that started their first two games at home. Obviously, really, we're on the wrong side. Seattle was was by far, the the better team last week against the Colts. And Colts working through a lot of injuries, offensive line. We know there's some injuries in the secondary for the Indianapolis Colts as well. But they were going to have an inspired effort. You don't want to fall. Nobody wants to fall behind 0-2 to start the season, in particular losing your first two games at home. Now that's where the Colts sit. So great effort out of the Colts, but not the execution piece. So there's the the want to, but there's the can do, and they could not finish. You talked about those two miscues down inside the red zone. That I think that first drive they had, they got first and goal at the one yard line. And couldn't get in and went for it, and that was the turnover on down. So hard to recover from that. And so credit to them as far as their the, the mental toughness of that team to be able to still stick around and compete, especially against the Rams team. I thought about playing around with the Rams, but I didn't like the scheduling spot for the Rams. Just thinking of it's it's a non-conference game and huge game up on deck for the Rams and a few games coming up for Los, for the Los Angeles or for the LA Rams. Big game next week against the defending champion, the Buccaneers, and then you follow that for the Rams they're going to have home games divisional games against Arizona and then at Seattle so very challenging schedule coming up for the Rams and now you have this non-conference game playing here for Indy but Rams did what they needed to do to come away with the win some defensive stands there in the goal line for Aaron Donald and company so Rams move on 2-0 that's the game I'm really going to be looking forward to next week is the Rams now taking on Tampa Bay
0: yeah, and if you look back to the lines that came out in July, the Rams were made a one-point favorite in that game. That'll take place uh, tomorrow, or excuse me, next week in the afternoon. It'll be on the afternoon schedule in Southern California, and I would imagine that line's probably going to be pretty similar. Uh, Both of these teams, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Los Angeles Rams, have looked excellent out of the gate so far this season. Rams had a little bit of scare from the Colts today, but as you alluded to, James, that was to be expected out of a well-coached Frank Reich team, and they played an inspired game today. But again, the Rams were just too much, I think, uh, for a lesser team in Indianapolis to overcome. The Colts, by the way, they will go on the road in division to Nashville to take on the Tennessee Titans. Both of these teams were the favorites to win the AFC South coming in. You wonder what that spread is going to be. That is two really difficult losses for Indianapolis coming into this game with Tennessee. You thought Tennessee might be 0-2 as well. They pull off the win in overtime over the Seattle Seahawks. So where is that spread going to be? What is the odds maker's impression of these two teams heading into week three? 0-2 versus 1-1 in the AFC South down in Nashville. We'll come back with more on the Pro Football Blitz when we return right here on v Sin the Sports Betting Network.
2: Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? Go to
1: Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Zigazoo, a social network for
2: kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network.
0: Will either team be able to break serve? My goodness, James, the uh, scoring continues early and often, and early and often into the second half as well for the Kansas City Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens. Still 10 minutes to go in the third quarter, and each team already has a touchdown. Lamar Jackson jumping over the offensive line to... Find his receiver, Hollywood Brown, who was wide open. No one was within 10 yards of Hollywood Brown, and he snuck into the end zone for another score for the Baltimore Ravens. 28-24, to 24, now the score. Kansas City went up by 11, and then Baltimore answers right back. I mean, th- there has been really no defense in this game at all, James. And we know how banged up the Baltimore defense is, but I tell you, this spells trouble for Kansas City. I mean, uh, they haven't made a stop hardly all night. 28-24, 24 points on the board for their opponent. Still 10 minutes left in the third quarter. The live line is Kansas City by 5.5, and, and here's your in-game total to 74.5 now, James. <laughs> I, we typically see those types of numbers on Saturdays, Brady, right, not right. Sundays. When
3: we're talking about totals up at the 74, 75 points. But at this point... that. Nobody can stop anybody. So to you, thinking to your side, yeah, for the Baltimore Ravens, completely decimated at the cornerback position and the secondary – to be expected, they're going to give up some plays. And anytime you're playing Patrick Mahomes on the other side, you know he's going to make some plays. But right now for this Chiefs team, that's the issue here, is we're seeing this again. We knew that this this is a team that doesn't play well against the run. Uh, ultimately, without Tyron Matthew making a couple heady plays today and getting that, especially the the play that he made, the interception he had in the red zone on one of the earlier drives in the first quarter by the Ravens, uh, a lot of times you got to play mistake-free football if you want to beat... Patrick Mahomes and keep up the scoring right now. And I'm just waiting to see who's going to make the next mistake. Baltimore's already made two of them who's going to be the next one? When is Kansas City? Is Kansas City going to turn the ball over and now give the ball back to Baltimore, where they're not down constantly two scores? Seems like Baltimore's down two scores, they get back into it with a score, and then Kansas City goes right back down and gets another touchdown. Uh, Yeah, that live line sitting at 74.5, maybe we take a shot of that, because I just can't see these teams, either of these teams, stopping each other at this point.
0: Well, uh, you better act quick. It's up to 75.5 now, as Tyreek Hill runs for about 15 yards and another Kansas City first down, so uh, uh, the NFL is getting what it wants here, uh, entertaining the fans with a lot of points, certainly. And, and James, here's another one for you. I, I don't know if this is a trend you want to jump on. This is the fifth straight that uh, all five primetime games in the NFL this year have gone over the total. Uh, this one, uh, let's see, yeah, 52. This one's not quite over the total yet, but I think it's going to get there. Uh, so the fifth primetime out of five primetime games this season ready to go over the total. <laughs> I'm sure the bookmakers are loving not oh, yeah. loving that cuz you right. know they
3: the late games you talk about the 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 get you know the get get deeper or get get out or get even deeper whatever that is where yeah everybody's firing on the favorite and they're firing on the over and you know that's where we're at here with the with the line closing at 4 with the Chiefs money were on the Chiefs as the favorite and money continued to come in on the over pushing that up and yeah if that's 5 straight makes sense. This is That's what they want. You want to see these primetime games? You put butts in the seats as far as the, the NFL is concerned for eyes on the game, and you want to see points. You don't want to see we saw a lot of low-scoring, ugly football games today, Brady. This is uh, We've seen it plenty of high-scoring games throughout the NFL with all the rule changes, but this is kind of what it looks like here. But I don't think it's so much the rule changes here. It's just the, the Ravens' defense being banged up, and right now the Kansas City defense just not being able to make plays outside of Tyron Matthew. He's the only playmaker that we've seen in, red, in the white and red for the Chiefs today.
0: We'll see if finally somebody can break serve here. The Chiefs are facing third and four. You've got about seven and a half minutes left in the third quarter. They're just on their own side of midfield. Uh, again, third and four for Kansas City, and Patrick Mahomes is going to be Forced out of the pocket there and tackled out of bounds. There is a flag on the play. I don't know if he got the yard to gain there. He uh, reached his hand out there to try and make the first down marker, but I'm not sure uh, what the flag is or if they will rule him as getting those four yards to get another first down there. And now they're making the call on the, the defensive holding is the call for the Baltimore Ravens, so that's going to be a first down automatically. So, no, they don't break serve, and the offensive onslaught continues here for both clubs on Sunday night football. Let's talk about uh, an early game on Sunday, and I tell you what, James, one of the teams that I am really impressed with after two weeks, and this is not, uh, obviously it's only two weeks, but the Las Vegas Raiders, man, that was pretty big to go in there to Pittsburgh the home opener for the Steelers Heinz Field we know what kind of environment that is the the storied rivalry back to the 70s these two teams meeting in AFC championship games i mean this is a tough spot for the Las Vegas Raiders off of that emotional win that they had on Monday night over the Baltimore Ravens to go in there to Pittsburgh and, and really kind of control the game you were on the under in the first half that was a great call and then TJ Watt gets injured he's no longer able to wreak havoc on that Raiders offense, and uh, boy, I tell you, this team looks pretty good after two weeks. Especially, yeah, and with T.J. Watt
3: being out of there and Derek Carr was really able to take advantage of that in the second half. He had nearly 400 yards passing, 382 to be precise, but 263 of that came in the second half with his two touchdowns, and so impactful player being out of the game it was T.J. Watt, but I've been really impressed with the, the defensive side of the football, especially being able, that defensive line, getting pressure on the quarterback. We saw it consistently on Monday night, getting after and, and flustering getting in the backfield and really doing a great job on Lamar Jackson with the Baltimore Ravens and then today just keeping things in front of them but really being a, making tackles I think that's the biggest thing they wrap people up they're bringing people down and they're playing very physical on the defensive side kind of interesting Brady what a change can make when you ta- talking about the coaching staff and in particular Bradley at the at the defensive coordinator position
0: I tell you what James the Chiefs are in for another touchdown Travis Kelsey uh, connects with Patrick Mahomes there on about a 50 yard score and you know i I do have a dog in this fight I, i am of course a baltimore ravens backer tonight but you know betting aside this is starting to get a little ugly i i mean that that play right there you've got travis kelsey this is not tyreek hill streaking down the football field that's travis kelsey and there's not a single baltimore defender that can catch him or make a tackle i mean he must have broken four tackles at least i mean he ran down the field for some 50 yards and I don't know that, you know, we talk about all this scoring and the NFL wants this. This is not necessarily good football right now for either defense. Pretty, but you talk about the broken tackles, and I think what's affected
3: the number of starters out defensively for the Ravens, well, it affects your depth because now it starts to affect your rotations. Guys, especially on the defensive line, they're not playing each and every down, especially having to play against this high-actane offense. For Kansas City, you want to rotate fresh bodies in to be able to keep up with the – Patrick Mahomes, the way that they push the ball down the field, but I think because of all the injuries, they're really short-handed. You know, they've got the full roster. They're going to call up people from the practice squad to fill in, but they are so decimated right now at, at on the defensive side injury-wise to where you just have to play some of your starters longer and don't have the depth to be able to kind of rotate, and I think that really impacts tackling. You talked about that with Travis Kelsey. Just a little dump across the middle, kind of reverse screen, whatever that looked like, and yeah, broke three, four, five tackles to run 35 plus yards into the end zone, I think you're just starting to see fatigue set in. I think when you have when you're shorthanded that way, we talked about this before the kickoff. Brady playing 60 minutes. Are you going to be being shorthanded, being able to keep up with the Kansas City Chiefs for 60 minutes? It's been an inspired effort so far from the Baltimore Ravens from a competitive standpoint, but I think that lack of depth right now because of those injuries, you're seeing the fatigue start to set in, and it really shows out when you're talking about tackling, and in this case, lack of tackling for the Baltimore Ravens.
0: Uh, great point. Uh, fatigue uh, certainly looked like it is settling in there for the Baltimore Ravens. And again, we're into the second half of the football game and the depth, the lack of depth there for the Baltimore defense. Certainly, that does make sense indeed. Let's talk about what's next up for the Las Vegas Raiders. The Miami Dolphins will be coming to town. Miami getting shut out by the Buffalo Bills today. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders going back and forth. They exit Las Vegas go back to Pittsburgh. Now they'll be back home. This will be a very interesting contest here, James. And this over the summer was made a pick'em game: the Las Vegas Raiders against the Miami Dolphins. Would you see that in Week Three as a pick'em at this point? Not right now.
3: Not the way that the Raiders are playing here. I mean, this is a team that, especially on the defensive side, we didn't see that last year. If you think about think about that game right after Christmas, Week Sixteen, at home against the Dolphins and. They just couldn't finish on the defensive side against Miami. I'm assuming this is probably a game that the Raiders had circled, but... Now you're talking back-to-back games for the Raiders, playing at such a high emotional level. It's hard to just replicate that. There's no switch that you can just flip on and say, all right, we're going to get back after it full intensity like we do each and every week. There's flat spots all over in the schedule. I don't know if this is particularly going to be a flat spot for the Raiders, but just playing two highly emotional games. You mentioned last week that Monday night game. Great game. Great overtime win at home to they really christened the stadium with fans in the stands at Allegiant Stadium. Now you go on the road, short week, early start, all the injuries on the offensive line, and you beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in three rivers, and now you're going to come back. Can they replicate that same intensity and focus and emotion that they did the first two games? It's hard to replicate that week in and week out potentially could be a flat spot although the way that they lost the Miami Dolphins last year maybe not I think this game is circled (laughs) for the Ravens for a little revenge factor
0: yeah no doubt about it that was a wild one indeed a lot of wild Raider games it seems like as they have moved into Allegiant Stadium the Pittsburgh Steelers by the way will host the Cincinnati Bengals in week three and they have a history of just owning Cincinnati we'll see if that's the case next week we'll be right back on the Pro Football Blitz
2: This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on v the sports
0: betting network. v is now available 24-7 on the YouTube TV Sports Plus package. Sign up today at tv.youtube.com to start your free trial. Remember, you can also watch us 24-7 on FuboTV, Sling, and Xfinity X1. Visit vsn.com to find all the ways to watch and listen v Sin, Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you on the Pro Football Blitz. And I think uh, Steve Spagnola, the defensive coordinator for Kansas City, James, he uh, told his guys, he said, hey, the the dudes on uh, v Sin on the Pro Football Blitz, they're criticizing our defense. How about a stop here, guys? Uh, Sure enough, the Kansas City Chiefs break serve. They force a punt, nearly blocked the punt, by the way, of the Baltimore Ravens. And that could go a long way, James, because we were kind of kidding But this has absolutely just been ping-pong back and forth, each team going up and down the field on offense. But the Chiefs do get a stop there. And if they can go down and score again here, that may put this game out of reach for Baltimore because they have not been able to get the stops on defense. The Chiefs do currently lead by 11. And I know we've got a lot of football left. We're not even through the third quarter yet. Still about four minutes. Make that three and a half minutes left in the third quarter. But that stop right there could be a big deal As we head towards the end of this game and who's going to cover or who's going to not cover the three-and-a-half, four-point close.
3: Especially for the Kansas City Chiefs because they're not turning the football over. They're not hurting themselves. Yeah, they haven't scored every time they've touched the ball, but it sure feels like it, Brady. It feels like it's just 80 yards, 75 yards and big chunk plays, and that's how they play. We know they have so many playmakers out there, and they have big chunk plays. This is not a team where you talk about, well, they dominated time of possession. Throw that out with the Kansas City Chiefs. They can score at <laughs> yeah. you in so many different ways. But I think for here, they just—they're playing flawless right now offensively. They're not committing a lot of penalties. They're not turning the football over. I don't know if they've turned the football over yet this season. And that's—that's that's where they're going to play that flawlessly with a playmaker like Mahomes and the and the skill and the talent that he has to throw the football to, and the creativity that we see out of Andy Reid, just making mis, getting mismatches with guys like Kelsey and Hill, and and the way that he can just put so much pressure on a defense yeah right now it wasn't a turnover for the Ravens would you get it you you have to punt the football back this point here yeah there's still what three minutes to go in the third quarter but down 11 you're down two scores you get down a third score here and that means your defense is going to have to make plays Brady and we already talked about the Ravens defense already being shorthanded and looking fatigued out there due to lack of depth This is a huge possession right now for the Ravens. They have to get a stop on this possession because to your point, if Kansas City goes down and they're able to put another touchdown on the board, I know it's a big league, kind of obvious, but the way that they've been moving the football, I just can't see Baltimore being able to sustain it physically for the fourth quarter to continue to get stops.
0: Yeah, that lack of depth and the fatigue, I think is really becoming a big, big deal for Baltimore. We didn't see it so much in the first half, but it's really showing itself right now. And, even though there's a little more than an entire quarter of football left, I agree with you. If the Chiefs score another touchdown here, I, I think this game is done, a- and it is over as well. Your in-game total now, James, to seventy-eight and a half. <laughs> Unbelievable. We-, we talked. I mean, this reminds me of that Rams-Chiefs game uh, a couple years yeah. ago when they scored over a hundred points. Uh, The Kansas City Chiefs, by the way, are in-game favorites of 11.5 points right now over the Baltimore Ravens. Currently 35-24, Kansas City on the move. On offense once again. Uh, let's go back and talk about some more action that happened earlier today. The Houston Texans visiting the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. This was the Browns' home opener. They win it 31 to 21, and we actually saw some action come in on Cleveland, despite the fact that this spread was so big. It opened up at 12 and a half. I thought it would have been 14 and a half. It closed at 13 and a half, and it looked like there was a point when Cleveland was going to get there, but the Texans just really hang in, or hung in the entire game. They started out pretty well, and then you lost Tyrod Taylor in the first half to injury, but Davis Mills came in and held his own and, and kept this game relatively tight. So a comfortable win by double digits for Cleveland. Obviously, they do not get the cover. Uh, and maybe Jarvis Landry going out with injury. You know, it looked like Baker Mayfield really missed him, but the, the running game, you know, it was the same old look for the running game for me, James. Uh, no problems there with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt that's who they are we know the identity
3: the cleveland browns it is going to start up front running the football and then play action pass game for baker mayfield he got hurt he 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 was picked off and kind of hurt his left shoulder not his throwing shoulder trying to make a tackle and extended it but he did come back into the game and and in this sense made some plays when they needed it and they needed some drives because it was a tight game they had a tie game at halftime it was tied at 14 and Maybe this not that inspired of an effort coming out of Cleveland. Yeah, it's your home opener, but you came off a really high level game against Kansas City. In Arrowhead in Week One, and now you're going to play a Houston team. These guys know that they're double-digit favorites, and I think I think the one thing that we take from the Texans is we talk about new coaching staff, and yeah, that franchise needed a makeover with Coach David Culley now coming over and finally get, getting his due to be a head coach in the National Football League. And X's and O's aside, I think the one thing that we've seen from him being able to inspire this team to play the underdog role. Nobody thinks we can win. Nobody thinks we can get it done. You guys are professionals. You're competitors. Let's get out and get after it and play harder than our opponents. I think we've seen that out of the Texans for the first two weeks. They've played harder. I just don't think that's something that's sustainable for a full season. The effort is there. That's great, but eventually it's going to come down to talent on the roster and the X's and O's, and in this case here, just not a really inspired effort out of the Browns. These are the kind of games that teams' big double digits just want to get through, kind of get through unscathed. Yeah, there was an injury to Jarvis Landry in his knee. We'll have to keep an eye on Landry now with obviously with Odell Beckham Jr., not back from his ACL surgery from last year, so a little thin at the wide receiver position. But as far as the running game, like you mentioned, Brady, that's who they are, and they put it on full display again today.
0: Yeah, how long is that uh, going to be a good uh, tool for David Culley? They're throwing the uh, underdog no respect role at his team all week long uh, because it's going to be quite often that he's going to have to use that in his bag of tricks to uh, hopefully motivate his team. We'll see when maybe if and when that runs out of gas. But overall, I think they've been pretty impressive for their first two weeks. I don't know if we even expected this much out of the Houston Texans. They've already got one win under their belt, beating the Jacksonville Jaguars In week one, the Texans have a short week coming up, James. They will host the Carolina Panthers on Thursday night football. The Cleveland Browns will host the Chicago Bears off of a win today. Uh, Cleveland opened up as seven-point favorites over the summer in that one, and I would guess that's probably a pretty similar number to what we'll see heading into week three. Let's talk about the Atlanta Falcons and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Atlanta really made this a good game here in the second half where they closed the gap to just three points. They got a stop on the Buccaneers offense, and then Matt Ryan turns around and throws a pick six, and that was really the beginning of the end. Tampa Bay went on to really throttle the Atlanta Falcons, who now drop into an 0-2 hole and I kind of expected them to bounce back. I mean, they were another team like the Texans that was getting a ton of points today, a 13-point spread that the Buccaneers absolutely, uh, eventually end up covering, but it looked like Atlanta was going to get in and stay within that number for a while, and then that pick six was really the turning point and the uh, the demise for the Atlanta Falcons, who now, again, start the season 0-2. Yeah, they were down 28. I think it was 28 to 10. Now all of a sudden, I yeah. look up. And it's 28,
3: 25. But then the Tampa Bay interior rush, and that's where it came from. And and Sue and and Vita Vea getting after it up up. You know, somebody like Matt Ryan, who's not going to get outside the pocket. He's one that likes to climb the pocket, kind of similar to Brady. Well, pressure from the interior, and that's where it came from. And not only did you mentioned the back-to-back, the pick six. He had back-to-back possessions of pick six, and then that there it went. There was parties over there. They made their, made their run at it. But I think for Tampa, this is one of those games where you know they got bigger games on their schedule. So this is one of those. Let's just get, let's get through it. Let's win the football game. Then they had a wake-up call in the fourth quarter, and then dominated in that fourth quarter defensively. Won the game, to, you know, outscored. Atlanta twenty to zero in that sec- in that fourth quarter. But thinking about those kind of scheduling spots, I know it's a divisional game, but when you're that double digit daw or double digit favorite, in particular for the Bucks, thinking about what they have ahead of them. They play at the Los Angeles Rams. That was a loss on their schedule last year on Monday night at home. Did not perform well. I know they've got that game circle. You know Brady does. The competitor he is. And then the following week, week four, that's going to be the showdown. Going back to New England will be Tom Brady to to play his former teammates. That's going to be fun. So sometimes you can kind of get caught looking ahead, not only before the game starts, but even within the game. So credit to Tampa Bay, their defensive adjustments, getting after it up the middle and really pressuring Ryan and then Ryan being back to what he does when he gets pressure up in the box, doesn't like it, threw it away, two back-to-back pick sixes, there went the
0: game. Well, I tell you, James, uh, both of these defensive coordinators are listening in to the Pro Football Blitz, apparently, and uh, hearing our complaints and acting accordingly because Martindale, his defensive unit for the Baltimore Ravens, they step up and they get the stop over the Kansas City Chiefs and they are back on offense once again. They are able to sack Patrick Mahomes. Uh, It was a big play for a loss, a running play to start that drive, and then they get some more pressure on Mahomes to close out the offensive pursuit there by the Kansas City Chiefs and Lamar Jackson and company Back on offense again, and now into the red zone of the Kansas City Chiefs. Your in-game line moves to Kansas City, favored by 7.5 still, and your in-game total all the way to 79 and a half. So uh, this game really out of control from an offensive standpoint, but a couple of good defensive stands by both the Ravens and the Kansas City Chiefs on their last series. When we come back, we'll continue to update the Sunday night football and recap what went down in NFL week two on your Sunday. It's the pro football blitz, Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you. The opening line show coming up next with Matt humans and Jonathan Von Tobel stick around at vsin the sports betting network This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on Vsin, the
2: sports betting network.
0: Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. This is a new feature that gives you insights on where the money and the bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line, total, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way that VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Welcome back into the pro football blitz. The opening line show is coming up next. Matt humans and Jonathan von Tobel will be here right inside the VEASAN studio at the beautiful Circa resort and casino in downtown Las Vegas. That's where I am. My partner, James Salinas is in Denver, Colorado, as we keep you updated on Sunday night football, the scoring Shootout here in Baltimore between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens continues, and the Baltimore Ravens got the ball in the end zone. The fourth quarter began with the Baltimore Ravens inside the 10 yard line of the Kansas City Chiefs. Lamar Jackson called his own number and got it into pay dirt to uh, get another touchdown on the board for Baltimore, and they decided to go for two. I do see a flag on the field here. Looks like it's going to be an illegal. Uh, a legal man downfield for Baltimore and so that will nullify the extra point attempt there. Right now it is 35 to 30, James, a 5-point advantage for the Kansas City Chiefs and that was a big deal there because of course this game closed at 4 in favor of Kansas City.
3: Every half point matters, doesn't <laughs> yes, indeed, it? Brady? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we know that. Uh, so we'll see if they're going to try now that in an ineligible man downfield they'll have to Probably most likely kick the. Now I see Lamar Jackson. Looks like there's huddling up, still looking at going for two in this situation. Uh, so we'll see what happens. There's a timeout on the field right now, but uh, I think we talked about it before. In the last in in the last segment, Brady, where Kansas City playing flawlessly, it was going to be a big possession for that Baltimore defense to be able to get a stop that they needed to stay competitive in this football game and got the pressure on Mahomes, and ultimately, really poor decision by Mahomes. This guy makes all the throws, but sometimes his ability can get the best of him, just thinking he could make every throw at any time, really forced the throws, he was getting tackled and getting sacked, and just threw it right to a Ravens player for the interception. So poor, poor decision-making out of Mahomes on that perspective, and I watched him on the sideline, watch a lot of body language. He's not happy with himself, so I think we're going to see a... A much more focused Mahomes out of here, knowing maybe a little humbled there. First turnover over the season. Can't just flip it all over the yard and score every time we get out there. Got to still value the football, young fella, and make good decisions. I think we'll see better decisions going forward right now for that Kansas City offense, and in particular for Mahomes.
0: Well, Lamar Jackson throws another interception into the end zone there that on the redo of the two point conversion, they backed him up for the illegal man downfield and he scrambled around there a little bit in the pocket and ended up throwing it to a Chiefs defender, a defensive lineman who tried to run it back where you could get a couple of points on the other end there. Uh, But that was uh, soon all for naught, and so it'll remain 35-30 to in favor of the Kansas City Chiefs. Into the fourth quarter now, still about 13.5 minutes left in the final frame, and the Chiefs are now 5.5-point favorites in the live market. Your total still way up there. Haven't crossed 80 yet, uh, James, but 79.5 for your in-game total. Uh, Still a couple more games to uh, recap here and look ahead to Week 3 on that we have not covered yet As they went down on Sunday afternoon and one would be in the other desert down in Arizona the Arizona Cardinals hosting the Minnesota Vikings the Arizona Cardinals came in off of a win outright as an underdog over the Tennessee Titans in week one in Nashville they return home in the role of a favorite they opened up as about four and a half point favorites and Minnesota got the money. Closed as three-and-a-half-point favorites did the Arizona Cardinals. And this was a wild game. I said it on our Friday night show with Adam Burke that... I thought at 9-1, to one, this was a pretty good bet to be the highest scoring game of the day. Well, I, I'm going to eventually lose that bet because this one is through the roof here in Baltimore, but uh, sure enough, it, it was a lot of fireworks there in uh, Glendale for the Arizona Cardinals and the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota desperately trying to avoid an 0-2 start and had every opportunity to make that happen, but missed a 39-yard field goal to close the game just about a foot outside the right upright, and uh, Minnesota loses that game by a point to Arizona. They hang on. They do not cover. Minnesota gets the cover. But Arizona and that NFC West, Arizona another team that's off to a 2-0 start out of that division. Yeah, and
3: I think really fortunate missed they missed the field goal at the end, did the Minnesota Vikings. Also, I believe they missed the PAT as well. So, having these odd scores, and we're just seeing this. It's just an epidemic. It's been that way, Brady, since what, a handful of years back when they moved the PAT back and they wanted to make it more exciting and maybe getting more two-point conversions. And, well, what it's done is I think it's just fractured the psyche of so many of these kickers because they struggle from now kicking it roughly, what, 37 yards for that extra point? Now, it gets in their head because 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 it affects them not only when they're kicking the PATs, but it affects their confidence when they're having to make field goals. And in this case here, a 37-yard field goal to win the football game and couldn't get it done. Devastating loss for Minnesota. Great effort out of Minnesota. Dalvin Cook was running the ball tremendously. Now, he did go out late in that game in that fourth quarter. uh, Rolled up on his ankle, so we'll have to check his status next week and going forward but ultimately it was a really inspired effort out of Minnesota nobody wants to start off 0 2 and the way that they lost last week in overtime to the Cincinnati Bengals putting the ball on the ground late in that overtime did Dalvin Cook to win the football game or at least put themselves in position to kick a field goal maybe the same result would have happened last week that happened this week but i think we saw with Arizona it this is a team that they want to try to run the football but ultimately they got away from that and it was Kyler Murray show through for 400 yards three touchdowns but did throw two interceptions and Kirk Cousins played a pretty clean game three touchdowns passing no interceptions out of Minnesota Minnesota was the better team on the field they looked like they played a little more inspired football today but it was three phases of the game offense defense special teams and that's where the killer was for the Minnesota Vikings in the kicking game missed extra point and last second field goal no good tough for Zimmer's team now having a bounce back from 0-2
0: Yeah, and you mentioned a devastating loss for Minnesota. Certainly, it's a heartbreaker to lose a game that way. And oh, by the way, next up, they have to host a Seattle Seahawks team who is probably uh, a little red-faced as well after losing, blowing that game at home in front of their fans. The 12th man was loud today up in the Pacific Northwest, and they were ultimately disappointed in the end. So you've got a, a ticked-off Seattle team coming to Minnesota, and Minnesota now possibly facing an 0-3 start on the year. The Arizona Cardinals will go to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars, who are also 0-2 on the year. And this is a pretty interesting one. The the line that was made over the summertime, James, was the Arizona Cardinals as two-and-a-half-point road favorites. I mean, Denver was a six-point road favorite today, and I think many people would probably rate Arizona as uh, more electric uh, electric than Denver. I mean, who knows? This one could be close to double digits as well. I, I don't think it's going to go that far, but uh, I think you're over a touchdown here, Arizona, on the road next week. And a tough scheduling spot
3: for Arizona. Feeling good about themselves, 2-0, going back out on the East Coast, in this case down to Florida, to play Jacksonville, second time out there, open the season in Tennessee, and tremendous performance and dominating performance, especially defensively for Chandler Jones. Did we hear Chandler Jones' name today? Not like we did last week, but thinking about this upcoming schedule beyond the Jacksonville game then you're going to travel, the Cardinals will travel to play at Los Angeles, play divisional game against the Rams, followed by a home game against San Francisco. So a couple big divisional games coming up beyond that Jacksonville game. Sometimes these fit right in there for that flat spot. Not that I'm in love with Jacksonville from what we've seen from them offensively and the rookie head coach, the rookie quarterback, and the rookies all over that, that really young roster for the Jacksonville Jaguars, but Maybe a higher line to where, yeah, sometimes it's going to be a a hold your nose and want to go after it, but just don't love the scheduling spot for the Cardinals from that standpoint.
0: Interesting, this Sunday night football game, James. Uh, Of course, they were just going back and forth up and down the field in the third quarter. And uh, late in the third quarter and now to begin the fourth, these offenses have started to sputter a little bit it was second and 12 for the Kansas City Chiefs and it looked like Mahomes might have thrown one in the dirt but they called it a catch just a short gain uh, it was second and 12 and now they're facing third and nine and they're in their own territory about their own 36 yard line so the offenses have slowed down a little bit here in the fourth quarter and uh, Mahomes throws that one incomplete so it's been an interesting turn of events. You and I not that long ago were talking about if Kansas City you know does what they've been doing all game long and goes down the field and scores again, this thing is absolutely over, but uh, Baltimore's not out of this thing yet
3: no and they're not and they just got off the field they got a three and out here and and now kansas city is going to have to punt and there was the stop back-to-back stops poor decision from mahomes with the interception prior to this possession and now this time just good defense on the outside against tyreek hill to be able to make the play and now it's going to fall on baltimore now kansas city is going to have to make their stop on this side baltimore's got some momentum they're playing at home now and jack now you see lamar jackson playing with some more confidence especially getting that running game going like they did the last few possessions we got
0: a ball game here still a lot of time left in this game about 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter currently 35 to 30 in favor of the kansas city chiefs so uh, we've got some football left here and both teams both defenses are going to have to make some stops before we decide the outcome of this one four and a half is currently the live line in favor of Kansas City. Your in-game total has ticked down all the way to 77.5. James, that's going to do it for us. I'll talk to you next week on the Pro Football Blitz, my friend. Have a great week and enjoy Monday Night Football. Next up, it's the opening lines with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans right here on vSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: This is VCIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VCN experts live and breathe sports betting, and we've assembled the best team here in Vegas, the gambling capital of the world. Our unique approach helps you learn how to become a better handicapper. We go beyond picks and predictions to discuss the numbers and 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 to discuss the numbers and